Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Be sure not to miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows featured on DanaGlynSmith.com expected end image of christ christianity in america persecution purpose and patience christian discernment frogs folly truth american social justice doctrine featured on warren-usa.com mysterious iniquity Border Deals, African Caliphate, City Violence USA, Antichrist War, Gospel of God, Book of Romans, Part 30 on Sound the Shofar. I Will Deliver, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 100 on Battle Lines. Warriors of Jesus Christ, Gospel, Faith, Persecuted Christians. Abounding Hope, Book of Romans, Part 29. And do not miss these Warren Radio weekly episodes on the WIBR Warren Radio Advocacy, Wednesday, February 14th. Love of Christ Jesus, Tribulation, Gospel Cost, Christian Faith, Persecution, Advocacy. Battle Lines, Thursday, February 15th, Salvation and Righteousness, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 205. Sound the Shofar, Friday, February 9th, The Word of the Lord, Chosen Generation, Part 5. Sound the Shofar, Friday, February 16th, The Word of the Lord, Chosen Prophet Rising. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. 
And you can get your copy of The Rising by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Angus & Robertson. And The Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter find us on Instagram and join us on LinkedIn Greetings Dana, how are you doing tonight? Well I'm doing good how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here again. Well, you know, there are people that say it's good to be anywhere. Yeah. Oh, especially with all the things happening today. The tough, tough times, the health crisis. Huh. Could be a nightmare. Yep. It's hard to believe. It so is. at any rate, we hope where you're at, you're having a, you know, you and your family are safe and... Well. Yeah, safe and well and everything's going fine with you. In America, you know, we've got a few issues here. You know, millions of illegals. A president that has to have people follow him around and help him communicate we've got people that are in office today in the presidency that don't seem to get it apparently we left the moorings of America somewhere in the past because these people don't like them and then if you ask the millions of woke we have, they automatically throw it out. But you know, one of these days I'm going to be with the Lord and I won't have to worry about it. So y'all can do whatever you want if you want to screw up America even more. But I ain't going to be ready to go to greener pastures yet. We've got work to do. We're here to warn and exhort and teach and call people to repentance and tell them they need to draw nigh to the Lord and get saved. So if you want to help out with that, then you get on over to WIBR Warren Radio, warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com and look for the donation button. There's one right on the front of Dana Glenn, I mean on uh, warn-usa.com up at the top. 
So here we are. It's actually we've had some good days. Yes. I mean, as far as weather, the weather's looking good. It does look like we're going to have six more weeks of winter. That was two weeks ago, I think. But at any rate, for Tower and I, we've put in a lot of these weeks and months and years and springs, so we're used to it. But I'm looking forward to spring. It's closer every day. Yeah, because we've got a, a, a yard that we got to work on. we got to plant stuff, and summer's a busy time around here. So at any rate, up front, we're going to get going with this. This is uh, a featured uh, article, and we do this every week on uh, our advocacy show. This is about Christianity in America, persuasion, purpose, and patience. Now, you can find these on both of our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. But uh, I think this one, this one predominantly is on warn-usa.com. You'll have to search for it over on uh, WIBR, I mean on the um, danaglennsmith.com site. And what we do is feature these articles, we read a snippet of it, of it and... Uh, we ask you to go read it. And so you'll find Christianity in America, Persuasion, Purpose, and Patience. You'll find that on our website at warn-usa.com. Christianity in America faces extinction and is daily subject to the direct immoral persuasions and platitudes of those in society who directly offend the Lord God with their immoral ways. It is as given to us, and with regards to Lot, that scripture says his soul was vexed from a daily bombardment of those things which he witnessed. So it is in these last days we know that because sin and iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The burden of having to witness a lawless society is in itself a duty for Christians today. We are to be strong and not weak. We are to be a witness to the truth. We are not to obviate it by sheer trickery or misogyny. But the truth be told, the enemies of the gospel many times seem to be Christians. We have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Avarice, ambition, revenge, gallantry would break the strongest cords of our constitution as a whale goes through a net. Our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. That was John Adams to the officers of the 1st Brigade of the 3rd Division of the Militia of Massachusetts, 1798. Now that was a long time yes, ago. Yes, it was. 
But see, that what he said then stands today. Amen. And that is why today our Constitution has a lot of holes in it by people going through the Constitution, spitting on the Constitution, rejecting the Constitution, and many other avenues. Moreover, it is here where both the believer in Jesus Christ and the church, which today consists of myriads of denominational platitudes and arrangements of men, come together. The denominational rhetoric are many times followed more closely than Scripture itself. As they used Scripture for their own advantage, so did the Jews in the day of our Lord. He said, By your traditions of men you have made the word of God of none effect. Today we have witnessed the church age in America right along with seminaries, Bible colleges, and other Christian-oriented businesses and educational facilities. We have also had a long line of Bible preachers, evangelists, and watchmen who have appeared on the scene in America to warn of the current course we have taken. From Billy Sunday to Billy Graham and to David Wilkerson, this nation has had staunch warnings for decades now, not to mention home mission churches, pastors, and others who have warned their congregations and friends of the dangers America's heading into as the lawlessness of this nation defies the living God. In conclusion, make up your mind as Christians to seek the Lord, pray, read the word of God, the Bible, follow our Lord with biblical persuasion through biblical purpose, and Christian patience as you work for and labor for his name's sake. But in so doing, never forget or fall away from your first love. Christianity in America, persuasion, purpose, and patience by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. Be sure to go to warn-usa.com and read this heart-pumping article, biblically based and set in this country at this moment in time to warn America. The Warren Radio shows are hosted by the watchman Dana G. Smith and Tower, who is co-host. The WIBR Warren Radio websites and ministries are an in-depth biblical teaching, preaching, warning agency in these last days. The work and ministry of the WIBR Warren Radio is, is about the testimony of Jesus Christ through the faith of Jesus Christ by the mercy of our God of God our Father through his grace extended flowing from the love of God to all people everywhere commanding everyone to repent in Jesus name remember this read these things check out our websites read the stories and listen to the shows biblical based end of days set and called that is the WIBR Warren radio okay tower now we're moving on okay now this is uh, from Jaranwala Pakistan comes from Morning Star News.
And uh, on this particular day, August 16th, 2023, belongings of Christians were burned in, as Muslim riots in the streets in Pakistan. Citing lax government response to Islamic extremist attacks on Christian community last August, an advocacy group on Wednesday filed another plea for justice with the Supreme Court of Pakistan. Now, you know, Tower, that does not surprise me. Nope. And here we are at Pakistan again. Yeah. Tonight with, seems to be a focus on Pakistan. Yeah, with the Muslims rioting and coming after the Christians. Implementation of Minority Rights Forum, IMRF, Chairman Samuel Mixon, filed the application with a request for a hearing as early as possible on redress for the attack on Christian homes and shops in Jaranwala. That's in the Punjab province. The latest petition notes that the government's assessment of Christian losses was flawed. Duh, that does not surprise me. Stating that 146 houses were damaged while the government cited only 80 affected homes. Of these 80 households, the government has compensated 76 families while the remaining four haven't received the promised amount. It adds that despite repeated efforts by Christian groups to rectify the assessment, officials remain indifferent. No surprise here. No, it sure isn't. Another matter of grave concern was the abrupt halt of reconstruction activities at various churches with a noticeable lack of responsiveness from the government authorities. So in other words, it looks to me like they start to rebuild what was burnt down and torn, but uh, you know, they don't get uh, the materials. Yeah, then it... The petition states, this cessation has left affected churches incomplete and vulnerable, demanding, demanding immediate attention and action. The rest of 283 individuals in connection with the incident, now this is a burning when they went through, uh, you know, the city, and they were burning uh, Christian homes and things. And this happens in other places as well. And so the rest of 283 persons or individuals in connection with the incident raises concerns about the investigative process, but shockingly, About 223 accused have been granted bail and 14 discharge, underscoring potential flaws in the police investigation, highlighting the urgency for a thorough review. Yep. In other words, they get away with it. Yep. And and this is not going to get any better. You know, and we've been stating this. You know, America isn't concerned about the persecution of Christians. The UK, the UN, there, there is no, no state, capital, government, anywhere on this planet 
that truly gets upset and cares about the Christians and others who are killed, who are taken advantage of, and their children and family and women are, are afflicted as well. Even the United States of America is not concerned. Yeah. The petition points out that despite proper identification by Christian complainants, police failed to recover the items used for destruction of church buildings from the arrested suspect. You're supposed to collect evidence. Now see, this is the way it works in India and also in Pakistan. In India, it's the Hindus that are doing it. In Pakistan, it's the Muslims. Additionally, the existence of videos collected from different sources has not resulted in action against the perpetrators, which doesn't surprise us. The petition notes that 25 Christians filed 25 first information reports regarding theft of their belongings. The police's lackluster response and absence of investigations or a joint investigation team, however, have left victims in despair. Yeah. God, this is... That's heartbreaking. Gut-wrenching. The application mentioned the September 8 hearing of the case in which the Supreme Court planned to relist the case for two weeks. Thus far, however, no date for hearing of the case has been set. Hence, keeping in view the agony of the effectees and the sensitivity of the matter, the present case needs to be fixed at an early date, the petitioner stresses. At the last hearing, the Supreme Court ordered the Advocate General Punjab to file a report about the absence of a security plan which the provincial government was to develop to ensure protection of the Christian community as well as safeguard churches and residences. The special plan had envisaged establishing a quick response unit to prevent any violent attack on the Christian community. Now that sounds good, but we've been following Pakistan and India and many others for many, many years, and guess what? It's never changed. Never. So we will see. And this is quite long, but if you want to read... You know, any more, you can uh, go on over to MorningStarNews.org and you can, uh, you know, read some more. But that that's a good portion of it. And, of course, uh, it does do a summary here. Six to eight hundred un- unidentified subs- suspects were implicated in 22 care, uh, terrorism cases, five registered by the state, 17 by local Christians. Church sources said only 283 suspects were arrested. The government rest, uh, registered five FIRs under sections against terrorism, blasphemy, attempted murder, arson, hate speech, and others on the day of the attacks, while 17 Christians pi- filed private uh, filed private FIRs. That's the first information report. So 800, up to 800, of course they're unidentified, they're in groups. We're implicated 
Yeah, I would say that that's that's like a small army running through the streets of Pakistan and the Christians have no guns, no weapons, no nothing and their churches don't have any protection and so Pakistan allows these people to go through there and go after innocent people it's a crock so much for justice Muslims it's about time you stop playing war and begin to act like a normal human being if you think for a moment about the God you serve because I can tell you the God of all gods, Yahshua, our God and our Father, and Jesus Christ our Lord, give us hope. And they're motivated by love, not hate. So, you ready? Yes. Pakistan, and hear another story from Pakistan. Pakistan, persecution, danger, and the gospel. Now we want to remember that uh, Pakistan ranks seventh on Open Doors 2024 World Watch List of the most difficult places to be a Christian, as it was the previous year. And um, Pakistan is a country with only one that's only one percent Christian, and is a country very hostile to believers. Naomi and her family lived in Pakistan, but they lived lives of bold faith. Then they became the victims of unfair blasphemy laws. And this story comes to us via globalchristianrelief.org. It was 2015 when Naomi's brother-in-law, Peter, a local pastor, organized a prayer convention for other Christians in his community. On a poster advertising the event, Pastor Peter wrote prophetic words God had revealed to him and his family. However, the phrase prophetic words didn't sit well with local Islamic radicals. They saw the poster as an attack on their faith. There are no other prophets after Mohammed, they accused. Soon a frenzied mob formed. Pastor Peter was at home with Naomi and her children keeping an eye on them while Naomi's husband was away working. When the agitated mob arrived outside their front door, the angered mob chanted, Behead the blasphemers! Naomi called her cousin for help. He arrived with an ambulance and evacuated the family. But this was just the beginning of persecution to come. Naomi's husband worked in another city, running a successful general store. It didn't take long for word to spread that he was Pastor Peter's brother. Local competitors seized the opportunity to harass Naomi's husband. These competitors told the locals to stay away from the Christian store. They even went so far as to print brochures condemning Naomi's husband for, for being a believer and being related to the blasphemer. Soon after, Pastor Peter was arrested on charges of blasphemy. Naomi's husband arrived at court to seek bail for his brother, when he too was accused of blasphemy. 
Both men were jailed. Peter was sentenced to six years in prison and Naomi's husband was sentenced to 10 months. Naomi's world had been turned upside down. She and her children had lost their home and had no place to live. They tried to seek out shelter from relatives, but they were turned away. Relatives afraid of an angry mob would come after them next. The family was neglected by locals and became the victims of hate speech. In remembering that time, Naomi said, along with Pastor Peter's wife, we stayed at various shelters, houses, constantly under the risk of attack. That period severely impacted the mental health of my family, especially the children. It was during that time of mourning and loss that Naomi guided her family into God's word. My children and I would spend hours a day in prayer. God led us to Psalm 126, 5. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. After 10 months, Naomi's husband was released. His business had his business had been destroyed and they were outcasted by neighbors. The threats continued. The law spared you, but we won't let blasphemers survive. Further fearing for their lives, Naomi and her husband relocated to Sri Lanka. After completing his six years in prison, Pastor Peter was released. He has chosen to remain in Pakistan and minister to the people there people he loves with his whole heart. Naomi's family lost so much, but how inspiring that they remained faithful and found comfort in God's word. Even living in a foreign country, they believe their tears will turn to joy. That's a good story. It is, and and it's faith. Yes. You know, faith and believe that God will make a way. That's what we have to have in these last days. Yes, especially living in America. Well, the next one, we're in Vietnam. This comes to us from International Christian Concern. You can find their website at persecution.org. International Christian Concern and human rights groups are calling for the immediate release of Vietnamese Christian Nay Y Blang after he was recently sentenced to more than four years in prison for allegedly holding prayer meetings at his home. Blang, 48 years of age, is a member of the Central Highlands Evangelical Church of Christ, which is not an official religious group authorized by the Vietnamese Communist Party. Christians outside of the government system face greater scrutiny and often false charges for their faith. The court found Blang guilty of abusing democratic freedoms and belief freedoms to entice and incite others to infringe upon the interests of the state, legitimate rights and interests of agencies and organizations and individuals. As is commonly the case in socialist states, Vietnam allows some semblance of religion in the form of tightly controlled registered religious groups. Authorities require that groups seeking official approval follow an invasive multi-year registration process and avoid any activities considered contrary to national security and unity. 
a vague requirement that gives authorities a great deal of latitude to restrict religious activity. While registered groups face myriad restrictions, unregistered groups and Christians experience an even more sinister type of repression backed by a legal framework that criminalizes their very existence. Leaders and members of these groups, including many Protestant Christians, are subject to spurious legal charges. Now we see this all over, not just in Vietnam. So this is another example of what we've been talking about. Spurious charges, arrest, even physical assaults. In some cases, authorities withhold critical identity paperwork, such as birth certificates from members of these unregistered groups, effectively making them stateless, according to a 2023 report from the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom. And so when you're talking about religious freedom, of course, I'm of the age that I was in the service during the Vietnam War, but I wasn't stationed overseas. But a lot of the of my fellow uh, soldiers were over there. And so Vietnam was a pain from the beginning. That's a whole other story. <clears throat> so at any rate, we see this a lot. Another example, the same thing goes on, and it, it's the way it is in a lot of areas. And, you know, the way we're going, especially America is going, uh, we're going to see an uptick in persecution and the stuff that's happened in America is only going to get worse. I mean, what do you think, Tower? Oh, I just think it's a tragedy. And, and they follow after Buddhism and Taoism, Confucius, Confucianism, and um, Catholicism is the main Christian religion there. It's sad that they have so many... It's confusing, I think. And I, I, it's such a tragedy that they won't let them have their religious freedom. Yeah, well, we see that all over. All over. Even the United States is coming here. Now, we're uh, in India, Mission Network News... And of course, standing in faith, we find believers meeting hard times. That's the way it is. If you're a Christian overseas, I mean, you earn your stripes for being a Christian. Because there ain't nowhere overseas that you're a Christian that it's a piece of cake. And in America, it's getting worse. Now, India, 1.4 billion people. Wow. Can you believe that? I remember when... Lots of people. India, um, you know, it came out that they had more people than China. The idea of following just one God, Jesus, is a whole new concept. Mission India... Now this is uh, another 
we've talked about Mission India before, <clears throat> but this comes from Mission Network News, and then Mission Air India would put the post on Mission Network News. And they put it there so people can read it. Mission India believes that God's Word and Christian fellowship are what God gives to strengthen His people in hard times. That's exactly what our programs all provide, says Reagan Miller with Mission India. Whether it's church planner, children's Bible clubs, or adult literacy classes, there is community in each one. We are able to encourage people with the Word of God and let them know that God is there for them and has promises found in Scripture for them. Yes, amen. Mission India was founded as Bibles for India nearly 45 years ago. So they've been there a long time. Today the groundwork for each of its three ministries focuses is still the Bible. In the children's Bible clubs, kids are memorizing scripture passages and learning songs that are based on the Bible. In adult literacy classes, students are learning how to read using scripture. Then in church planner training, our church planners are, given, are giving Bibles to new believers and using scripture-based materials to help lead people to Christ. That's exciting. Yeah, isn't it? And it was through one of these missionaries that God's word came to a young man named Ragheed or Ragid. And he came to faith in Christ. But he spent time, you know, growing up reading, uh, reading his own religion's texts. His parents were adamant that he learned that. But the more he dug into it over the years, it just, he, he wasn't convinced. As an adult, he investigated his doubts even further and in the process became interested in Jesus. <laughs> he rediscovered a scripture-based book that one of our church planters left with his family a long time ago. He ended up following up with another church planter and asked if they could chat more she gave him a copy of the New Testament. When he read the book of Matthew, he was captivated. It even came to the point where his family was persecuted because of his faith. Even though he had received Christ, they had not. He was so confident in his faith in Christ that he moved out of the house. He did whatever it took to keep following Jesus. Our partners are not trying to run away from persecution. They are asking that they would have the courage and boldness to continue sharing the gospel, so we pray for their protection. Yes. In Romans fifteen fourteen, it says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the, in, the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we, we might have hope. And so that's Mission India. And uh, he's not a big guy. Many of them in India aren't. But there's a picture of him and his wife. And, you know, basic clothing. So at any rate, may God bless and keep this yes. couple.
Amen. and all those with Mission India. So that that's a one that we've covered before, but Mission India, you know, they've been in India for a long time. And, uh, you know, the, and the reason it's worked is because it's dealing with, uh, you know, the native people there. And they base it on fellowship and the word of God, so... Are you ready? Yes, this is a letter we received from International Christian Concern. You can find them at persecution.org. And we are um, talking, help Armenian Christians. The situation is dire. Tens of thousands of ethnic Armenian Christians found themselves part of an exodus last year from Artsakh, also known as Nargano. Karabakh. They are at the mercy of Azerbaijan forces that seized their land and expelled them. This has caused a huge refugee crisis in Armenia. Those leaving Artsakh face the challenge of safely moving to Armenia and starting a new life in these difficult winter months. The, The Azerbaijani government has been accused of genocide as it rids Christians from this region. We have documented the threat and persecution against believers in this conflict for many years. In the coming months, we look forward to sharing a mini-documentary from our meeting with Artsakh refugees, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that word right, that town. We cannot stand by as these ethnic Armenian Christians in Artsakh are kicked out of their houses and their homes and forced to flee back to Armenia. We must raise $50,000 to supply these brothers and sisters with short-term necessities after their traumatizing exodus and to help them sustainably set up new lives in Armenia. The situation is extraordinarily complex but we are working with our partners and coming alongside our brothers and sisters. We've already began visiting with and providing for Artsakh refugees, but there are so many more who need your help. With your generosity, here is how we plan to aid Christians in this conflict. The necessities, because there was a nine-month blockade of of the only road to Artsakh, many Christians already faced food shortages. Food continues to be be uncertain for many. By the end of 2023, we supplied 120 Armenians with food and clothing, yet thousands more are desperate for help. Income and small businesses, we helped 18 refugee families start small-scale businesses so they could build a sustainable future in Armenia. With your help, we hope to create 20 more small business projects to help more families build a new life in Armenia. Please join us in aiding our Artsakh brothers and sisters. Your support is vital to ensure their safety and well-being. As always, your gift will be used ethically, efficiently, and effectively. And if you would like to donate to help, our brothers and sisters in Armenia, you can go to persecution.org. 
That is so tragic. I hate to hear this. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of it. Yeah, not just in Armenia. And and the really thing is is when you know you have the persecution, you lose the home wherever you were established, and then you got to start over in a very unfriendly world, and it's very very dangerous. Very traumatizing. Yeah, and so they need your prayers. Pray for the persecuted church. Now the next one, we're talking about North Korea. North Korea, <clears throat> by far, is probably the most restricted enclave nation where you worship the leader. And there are Christians there, and there are ministries that get help for the Christians in North Korea. Korea. It's very, very dangerous work. Now this comes to us from globalchristianrelief.org. So in North Korea, when you're talking about worship and church, the only worship allowed is of the leader Kim Jong-un. Now Kim Jong-un, he, he was educated in the West. And it's really kind of funny to see him in there as the leader because uh, he knows what freedom was because he lived in, in these areas. Now he's in charge of, you know, North Korea and uh, he's like a freaking god now. And when you have people like that, absolute authority corrupts absolutely. So if you're reading the Bible in North Korea or you're praying or praising God, don't do it out loud and don't do it where people can see you. I've seen them hiding under covers praying silently and not being, you know, they're not raising their hands, they're not jumping around, they're trying to keep from being found out so reading the Bible prayer praising God can get you imprisoned tortured or executed so the one person in in this is Min Ho Song now that is a name given to him because in all of these things we don't you know they don't put the names in there of the original we wouldn't give them anyway because uh you know, that can get out, believe it or not. So, Minho Song knows the grim, uh, grim reality of being a persecuted Christian. He was arrested for being a believer and accused of trying to overthrow the government. And uh, he spent years in a forced labor camp. So, he says, if you are known to be a Christian, then your life will be threatened all the time. If you're caught, you, your parents, and your children, three generations, will be arrested and ex executed or put in a political prison for life. And that's where Song found himself. He was arrested for leading others in prayer and placed in a hard labor camp. Nothing could have prepared Song for the brutally harsh conditions of the camp. 
but his faith remained unshaken. I lost about 50 pounds within three months during hard labor and almost died several times during the imprisonment. When asked how he is able to pull through, he says, I realized that people around the world were remembering me and praying for me, and that is why I was able to survive. After two years, for some reason, miraculously, he was released. Thank God for that. Amen. And he continues to spend his life caring for and nurturing the persecuted church in North Korea. So he got out in time to go back and do it. Despite all the difficulty in my life being threatened, there are Christians in North Korea. We call them underground church members. We do not know how many Christians are out there, but they are holding on to their faith. Exact figures are impossible to determine. But conservative estimates are that there are upwards of 400,000 Christians in North Korea, and the church is continuing to grow. And, and of course, in order to find this part out, they say there's a thirst and hunger for Christ in North Korea, and Christians are willing to risk their very lives to gather in small groups or even own a Bible. Now, we know that, mm -hmm. and the reason we know that is because we are in touch with other ministries, uh, major ministries that have groups that cross the border, that keep contact, that bring in Bibles, and other stuff and this is very very dangerous work so and they risk their risk their lives and and there's been stories true stories of people once they're free they go back over the border to stay in North Korea to help reach the church and reach the people I mean this is not for sissies boy that's for sure and God has shown time and time again that he has a plan for the North Korean people. He will never abandon them. During the 1990s, a famine raged across the country, causing many North Koreans to flee to neighboring China. Song describes when North Koreans were in China, they found some Christians. Then they became Christians, and many of them were sent back or some of them voluntarily wanted to go back to North Korea to share the gospel with their family members and neighbors. That is very courageous. Yes, it is. <clears throat> so you can donate by going to globalchristianrelief.org. And Romans 8:28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. The famine meant to kill, but God used it to expand his church. Prison was meant to silence Reverend Song, but it only grew his faith. God loves the North Korean people, and he will never turn his back on his church there. Amen. <clears throat> yes. Uh, that is true. He will not. And so we are in Algeria you know and there was a time when not too long ago Algeria was doing better but uh, boy that ain't the case today and 
you know, it's just hard to believe, you know, when you really think about it. Yes, it is. Hard to believe. Algeria has closed dozens of Protestant churches affiliated with the Protestant Church of Algeria, leaving hundreds with no place to worship. And uh, this is part of a ministry thing that uh, came to us from persecution.org, International Christian Concern. And this is an overview type thing. The government elected a new president in 2019 after constitutional reform, which has brought little change for religious freedom. They have a blasphemy law, and it allows allowing authorities to arrest non-Muslims for proselytization and doing anything to shake the faith of the Muslims. But after decades of relative peace, the Evangelical Church in Algeria, represented by Iglis Protestant, that's of Algeria, was targeted in the early 2000s by a series of laws challenging their legal status. These laws resulted in one round of church closures in 2008 and another that stretched from 2017 to 2019. Eighteen churches in the EPA network were closed in several incidents. The authorities used violence to eject peaceful churchgoers from their place of worship. In 2000, uh, 2020 rather, authorities closed all places of worship, including churches, citing the COVID-19 pandemic as a reason for the move. Though the initial order impacted Muslims and Christians alike, churches were excluded when authorities relaxed the closures on February 15, 2021. So in the state of the church, there's 20 to 200,000. They don't know how many. This is Algeria. The birth of the modern Christianity in the last 40 years has led to tens of thousands of Christians. This is in Algeria. Above ground, churches have been shut down while Christian leaders have been publicly prosecuted. It's government-sponsored persecution. Algeria has 45.7 million, 98% Muslim, 2% other, including Christians. And there is a Kurdan leader. I can't say his names. So... The Algerian government has shown growing hostility over the last few years toward Christians through closing churches, detaining leaders, punishing Christian outreach, and proselytization. Local Christian leaders remain strong in the face of these persecutions and continue to advocate for Christian prisoners and the opportunity and freedom to gather together. That's Joseph Daniel from International Christian Concern. Uh, he's a regional manager of MENA. And, uh, and of course, they do have, there is a glimmer of hope. There's 11 churches left in Algeria, but the church is still growing. You know, we don't, we don't understand that, no, I think. No, we don't. You know, Lord, I pray that you would touch Algeria and help the Christians there and help this government to give them more freedom.
in Jesus name be with them and father we thank you for all these people that we've covered all these lives I pray Lord that you would touch them that you would make a way for them we pray for food and clothing and water and shelter and safety for them we pray Lord that the church in America and around the world will pray for them pray for all of these believers and I urge all listeners of this program to pray for the persecuted church as well as praying for the other Christians around the world as well. Yes. In Jesus' name, Lord, make a way for these believers. Amen. I stand in agreement with you. And so we're coming down to the final thing. Go ahead and uh, okay. close out, then okay. I'll close the show. We want to thank you, everyone, for joining us whenever you do. It's always a pleasure to have you here. We love you and care for you, and we pray for you. We always pray the best and hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. And may he make his face to shine upon you and bless you. Please be safe. Watch out. Be careful. Put your hope and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and it'll never fail you. We love you and please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you and thank you for all you do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Listen to the shows, read the articles, seek the Lord, and be prepared for the coming of the Lord. This is the watchman. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he give you peace and direct your steps. This is very perilous times we live in, but the Lord is able to deliver his people and to keep them. Don't ever forget that. So we thank you for listening. Be sure to share this broadcast with your friends. And seriously, take care of yourself and your family. Until next time. Shalom, everybody. Good night. And God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.